games to go, and the Pirates uh, tied with the St. Louis Cardinals for first place in the National League East. You might mention, too, that the Western Division, Los Angeles, a two-game lead over Cincinnati. American League this afternoon, Baltimore clinched a tie for the Eastern Division title. They beat Detroit. The Tigers, I don't think, have won a ball game in some long period of time, and Baltimore has taken advantage of them consistently here the last couple of weeks. They picked up their 90th win this afternoon. As they won 7-6 over Detroit, and they have clinched now a tie. The Yankees uh, just have to hope that possibly Baltimore can lose a game, their final game of the season tomorrow. The Yankees are playing tonight in Milwaukee, and they have to win both of theirs and hope somehow that Baltimore will lose one. They're in the same situation that the Cincinnati Reds are in the uh, Western Division of the National League. Dodgers were beaten last night 4-1 by Larry Durker. They're sending their ace tonight, Don Sutton. Against, I think, Dave Roberts will be starting for the Houston Astros. We'll keep you up to date on that, those two ball games: the Yankees, Milwaukee ball game, the Dodgers, and Houston, and also the other ball game, of course, up in Montreal. Reds are playing at Atlanta tonight too, and we'll also keep you up to date on that one. Well, coolish temperatures, but a hot pennant race, and to bring it to you. Once again, here's the voice of the Pirates, the gunner, Bob Prince. Thank you very much, Nellie King. Well, this is the night I think we got our best shot. Don't ask me why I think that, Nell, but I got to believe we win tonight. We got a great chance to gain one game because I think in the bitter cold of Montreal and the way it's going, this is our best shot. So let's take advantage of it. Well, let's get some pitching from Jerry here tonight. Correct. And Monday takes it low and away, ball one. He's batting at 292, 20 homers and 58 runs batted in. You never know. But just on form alone, Monday swing, this looks like the night that we could do it. We could win this one with Royce. If form holds, Royce should beat Tom DeTore, but that's if form holds. Don't think Tom DeTore can't beat you because he can't. That's the same thing about Bob Appadak. Yeah, we sure did. Here's the 1-1, and we certainly knocked uh, Bonham around last night. I mean, I thought we killed him. We just line drives all over the place, <laughs> like pop-ups and ground balls. That's the charm of the game. 2-1 pitch, down there for a strike. Willie Stargell had some very complimentary things to say about Bill Bonham. He said uh, he's the whale of a pitcher, much better now than he was earlier this season. Has a great changeup. He's throwing a palm ball. That's what that off-speed pitch was. Well, I'm glad to find out what it was. I'll tell you, I'd love to have him on my staff, and I'm sure you'll concur in that. Two and two to Monday. Fucking man. What down swing. So the batter now is going to be the shortstop, Kessinger. You also have to figure if form is holding that the uh, older Bob Gibson in this kind of cold weather in Montreal would have more trouble against Mike Therese. So if, if we're saying if form were to hold, you would figure we could come out of here tonight with a game lead. Now let's see how it does work out. Kessinger grounds off the side, overgoes Stennett, throws him out. Nice play. Up the left fielder, Cardinal. 
It makes that look like a routine play anymore. It's a lot of territory to cover over there, and everybody thinks, well, you don't get any bad hops, which may be true, too, but the ball gets through quicker. Well, i got to say, in the last month and a half, Stennett is the best ball player I've looked at in a long time. I mean, anywhere around. Cardinal at 293. Strike his call. Boy, if form always held, there'd be a lot of millionaires in the world. Here's the old one. There's enough now, but there'd be a lot more. You'd be one of them? I'd be trying, Nelly. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be trying, buddy, with you. Cardinal, batting at 293. File back. I'll say best wishes to Walter Smolinski, who's in Braddock Hospital. Hope you're up and around again soon, Walter. Hey, hello to Tom McIver, too, will you? Yes, sir. Tom, how are you? Tom McIver. Good fire, Sam. Where is he? Out in uh, Scott Township. Scott right? Township. Mm-hmm. Ball outside, 2-2. Two, two. Pitch to Cardinal, fouled him back. Nothing much said about umpires in big ball games like this, but uh, they've got a lot of pressure on them to perform at mm-hmm. their best. They always do. But uh, to call a good ball game, it means so much. One call can turn a game around sometimes. 3 2 pitch, fly ball, no, popped up, short side of the diamond. It was going to be Hebner in foul territory. He got the bottom of the first. No score. All right, it'll be Tom Gatore with a 3-5 mark. And Swisher behind the plate. Madlock, Kessinger, Sparing, and fans on the infield. Cardinal Mundy and Morales, the outfield. Rennie Stennett, the second baseman at 292, will be leading it off. A little shock of my life. I was driving home last night tuned into our flagship station. Oh, well, I was searching and looking around for the St. Louis Cardinal Montreal game on KMOX and found out KDK was carrying it. What a bad idea? No, it's a good idea. Wish they'd let us know. We could plug it a little more. After all, it was your idea and my idea to do things like that, ball inside the Senate. We've only been doing it for years. Just let us know when you're doing it. That pitch, uh, I think that had a message on it. It went right down inside, very much in and around the ankles. Here's the 1-0. And it's hit off the right side. Over goes second baseman sparing. He throws him out. Tell you one thing about Tom DeTore. Nelly and I know him pretty well. He ain't going to back off from anybody, is he now? No, I think he showed that to the uh, Cardinals. He beat them one ball game. They got in a little bit of a throwing contest. And he let them know he was around out there. Yes, he did. Tom's a good athlete. Uh, and he, I think, can be a good pitcher up here. He just had to get his feet on the ground a bit. He was, he, he's uh, had the opportunity here for a couple of starts. He married an airline stewardess, didn't he? That's right. Beautiful young lady. 
And I'm kind of sorry that he's out of our organization, but we wish him well. He's a, had a slider and everything. He's quite a young man. Here's Hebner now, 296, one out and on. Outside for a ball. He will not have uh, too many strikeouts, though. He's not that type of pitcher, but uh, he shouldn't walk too many if he's pitching his game. Ball one and no strikes to Hebner. There's a breaking ball, one and one. We'll send get well wishes along to Frank Sonnet, 81 years young, in Allegheny General Hospital. Ball outside. center Monday comes up. Two down to Oliver, batting at 319, has 194 hits. Send up Bill Madlock, uh, Jerry Morales, and Carmen Fanzone. Fanzone playing first base tonight. Uh, in case you're wondering what happened to Andy Thornton. Andre Thornton actually is named, but he's from Westchester, Pennsylvania. A good uh, young ball player for the Cubs. He injured his hand in a fight out in St. Louis. He broke a finger punching at somebody out there, and that's brawl he had last Sunday. And uh, he has gone home for the season. But that's the reason Fanzone is playing at first base, and that's uh, Thornton against the left-handed pitching of Jerry Rice. Bob? Okie doko. We go now to Bill Madlock at third base. Batting at 3-1-5, nine homers and 52 runs batted in. Foul back on the check swing. Baltimore struggled by Detroit, 7-6. to six. Foul back on a high curve. New York said Milwaukee where they got to win. They got to win both games tonight and tomorrow and hope that Baltimore loses somehow or other. Northrop is doing a job now. 0-2 the count here to Madlock. Outfield around to the left. Curveball hit foul past Jim Marshall, coaching at third. Happy birthday to Melvin Jones, 
or Johns of Wellsboro, Pennsylvania, and Anna Smith of Clymer, Pennsylvania. And this is Thomas Lowney of Emworth and the W.C. Schlatter of Greensburg, 84 years young today. 50th wedding anniversary greetings from Nellie Mead and Mr. and Mrs. Joseph Cushion of Swissvale. They owe to the Madlock. Inside, he skipped rope. And we'll send get well wishes along to Gabe D'Amico, Ralph D'Amico, and to Ethel Lapata, or Lapata, Northfield Pazman Hospital, to Howard Hartman of Allegheny General, and to Ralph Connor, home from Allegheny General, recovering from surgery. Foul back. Suppose I could get Doc Feingold or somebody to devise a oxygen tent I could put over my head and just walk around with walking pneumonia and still breathe, Nelly. Whoop, what'd he do with that one? Foul high, no. Ball one, strike two. I don't know, but if you did, you'd draw a crowd, I'm sure. I think I would. Don't smoke around you. I remember one time Mr. Ricky went to smoke. He was in an oxygen tent and he got it out of him. <laughs> got the, the match away from him just in time. Two-two. Foul back. Well, the young man over there finally got a ball with that hockey crease, or that uh, lacrosse. lacrosse crease. That's the first one he's gotten the whole time he's been out here. A little perseverance? Yep. You'll make it. Two balls, two strikes to Madlock, and no score. And he pops up off the bat handle, going back to Varys, and Stennett. Stennett will take it. Right fielder Morales at 272. 15 homers, 81 runs battered in. You know, I never could figure out, Nelly, why they're making such a big fuss over the fact that Richie's Zisk wasn't in the locker room. He did his thing. He's done with it. Wasn't there more to talk about the fact we won the game and we're fighting for the pennant than whether or not Richie's Zisk stayed around to answer a question? I'd have to agree huh? with him. I thought his triple was more important. <laughs> I did, too. And I guess they wanted to talk to him. All he's yeah. going to tell you, hit a fastball over his head. That's about mm-hmm. his changeup, I guess it was. Whatever. He did his thing, and he got Keeson. dressed and went home. Huh? Rick Keeson. Keeson is worth talking to, probably. I would have to think so. 1-0. Morales fouls back out of play. about whether you got enough booze in the press box. Holy Toledo. What the heck do you have to do around here to just talk about the game? One ball, one strike. Oh, baby, hit into the gap in left center field. And they got us in some trouble. The ball gets around now, coming as Morales for third. The throw by Tavares on the relay is not in time. He's got a triple. Triple in the left center. 
I didn't like the way uh, we played that ball once it got through. But I think what happens, we had converging outfielders and it got through and we weren't able to back him up. That's going to score a run on a fly ball to dead center. Al Oliver is going to get it and Morales can walk home. one nothing Cubs. Ball's hitting the gap. One's got to go toward the ball, and the other's got to come in behind. I think they they played the ball well enough. They uh, just didn't come up with it. They should have. That ball should have been a double. I agree. There's no way it should have been a triple. Here's Swisher now at 2-1-8. Foul back. Well, we'll get more in the run. But like last night, we start them off with a point. They're playing Steve DePaul. He beats a foul off third. Royce looks sharp tonight. Take two games away from his uh, season, and he's had a whale of a year. One game yep. against the Cubs, the first game he pitched against, and losing 19-8. to eight. He gave mm-hmm. up 10 runs in two innings, the other one in Philadelphia. Good night. He lit up the lights on Broadway on Swisher. Second strikeout. They get a run... On the triple and the sacrifice fly, go to the bottom of the second. We're uh, trailing nothing to one. can play Houston Tiddlywinks. Here's Willie Stoggle at 3.05. And down low is uh, Tom DeTore. Cubs leading one to nothing here in the bottom of the second. Stoggle fouls it straight back. Look out, Rich. Shannon. 
just gets a little bloop in the shallow center. Rick Mundy coming hard is going to run it down, and Stodger will get back. One out to San Guillen, batting at 282. Cubs lead one nothing. Chicago, bottom of the second inning. Tom DeTore. Atlanta picked up three on the Reds. Lead three nothing into one. Curve is low, changed up on it. Two two. Comes the strikeout victim, went on a sidearm curveball. Brings up Eddie Kirkpatrick at 249, six homers, 36 runs batted in. Cubs lead 1 nothing. Just tuning in, they scored with one out. Morales tripled. The span zone brought him in on a sacrifice fly to deep center. Now they're pinching the outfielders on Monday. That is, Morales and Cardinal are coming in on him, giving him both lines. Curve, strike call. Kessinger moves over a little bit towards second base. Ball outside, fastball, 1-1. In the event of a tie, we'll play Thursday with the Cardinals at 1 o'clock right here. Ball one, strike one. Foul tip, strike two. Madlock, Kessinger, Sparing, and Fanzone, the Cub infield. Cardinal, Mundy, and Morales, the outfield. DeTore and Swisher, the battery. and strike two. Here's the one-two pitch. Weakly bounced down toward second baseman. Sparing. Fan zone for the out to retire the side. And the two innings, one-nothing Chicago. The third inning for Chicago, it'll be Rob Sparing, the second baseman, number eight hitter in the lineup, then Tom DeTore, and leadoff batter Rick Mundy. Gary Royce gave up a run in the second inning. Uh, could very well have been an unearned run. 
The ball was hit in the gap, and Stargell and Oliver made the play in the ball. It didn't get through them, but it went off somebody's glove. It should have been a double, but he came to third on the play, a triple roll, and a sacrifice fly got them in. That's been their only run, and it's been the only run of the ball game. Sparing a right-handed hitter, betting at 196. One home run, he's driven in four. Started out as a shortstop. They've uh, moved him to second base. Cubs looking for a second baseman. Vic Harris is supposed to fill that role, but came over from Texas. Swinging and a miss, strike one. Good fastball by Royce, moved away. The 0-1 pitch by Jerry, swinging and a miss, strike two. And again, the fastball, he had it by him. Joe McDonald has uh, taken over as general manager of the Mets as uh, Bob Sheffing retiring. No surprise there. Count of 0-2 on Royce. Fastball fouled out of play. Jerry on top of Bob Sperry with an 0-2 count. Lead-off batter here in the third. Pirates playing this fellow straight away in the outfield. The pitch... Hard shot to second base, stented to his right. A good play by Rennie. He got him at first. That's a tough play. Going to his right. The ball almost got through there. But Rennie got to it in time. That's his uh, third play of the night. But he made two errors in one ball game out in St. Louis. That uh, wild contest. The first one actually could have been called a base hit. But the legitimate error occurred in the 10th inning when the Cardinals won it. Tom DeTore, left-handed hitter against the left-hander Royce. The fastball in at the knees, but uh, too low, says Crawford. Ball one. Tom started out as a catcher in the Pirate organization in 1968. Went to pitching in 69. Hits one foul into the crowd off the third base side. And a count of one and one. Oliver in center field, shading into left center on Dottori. Curveball hit right to second base. Stennett got it. A great jumping play by Rennie. Ronaldo Antonio Stennett doing his thing here tonight. It's his second or third good play of the night already, only into the third inning. Race that time hung a curveball on Dottori and almost got himself a base hit. And if it got in there, it would have been in a gap in the right center field for extra. Reds are out in the second inning. Atlanta got three in the first inning. They lead the Reds three to nothing behind behind Buzz Capra. Billingham knocked out in the first. Bourbon is on for Cincinnati. Rick Mundy struck out to open the ball game. He's in there again. Takes a fastball down. Low ball one. Well, they should be underway up in Montreal. 8:05 starting time. Gibson against Mike Torres. Cubs lead here, one to nothing, into the third inning. Fly ball, left center field, tough play. Oliver drifting back, back, back on the warning track, going. He got it. Great running grab by Al right at the wall into left center field. Mundy got just about all of that that he wanted to get. And Oliver, with a great jump on the ball, ran it down at the wall in left center field. No runs, no hits, a couple of well-hit balls, no errors, and nobody left. Now we go to the bottom of the third, and the Cubs are out in front, one to nothing.
Pirates at the bottom of that lineup. Tavares, Royce, and then leadoff batter Ronnie Stunner to go against Tom Vittori, who has uh, shut the door in the first two innings. They've only had one walk before Tavares comes up. Let's pause. 20 seconds for our local station. The Pirates have put in a great season, and the Bucs have brought it down to the wire. Now let's show the Bucs we're with them all the way to the playoffs, to the series, too. After all, KDK thinks Pirate Baseball is a serious business. Frank Tavares leads off the third, swings and misses on a curveball, strike one. Vittori, more of a sidearm, three-quarter sidearm pitcher, can be tough on right-handed hitters. The left-handers have got to start doing something against this guy. He's taking care of Hebner, Oliver Stargell, and Kirkpatrick. First uh, time around, walk Willie. Tavares bunts, and he hit, uh, he hit him as he went out of the batter's box, and he is out. The put-out going to the catcher, Steve Swisher. Catcher gets the put-out, unassisted, and that'll bring up Jerry Royce. Yeah, worth a try by Tavares, dejectedly throwing his batting helmet away as he goes back to the dugout. Jerry has uh, 13 hits in 84 at bat, hitting at uh, 155. No home runs. He's driven in four. Outfield. And usually deep in center field for Rick Mundy. Fastball bounced up the middle and picked off by Sparing. Throws, and he got it. Good play by Rob Sparing. Going to his right and jumping up in the air to get something on the ball. Through low, but it was picked off by Fanzone on a low throw. And the Pirates, two down very quickly in the third inning, still haven't had a hit off Tom Vittori. Vittori, I guess, would like to be the spoiler here. Pitched in the Pirate organization. Was up last year. Sent back down. Was with the ball club in spring training. But then uh, we lost him. We, however, picked up a guy named Paul Popovich. He was the guy we gave up for Paul Popovich. Rennie standing up for a second time. Swings and misses on what looked like a breaking ball away. Strike one. The Tory against the Cardinals in the last two series they had in St. Louis and in Chicago was one and one. He beat them in that high-scoring game, something like 19-4, to I believe the score was. He was the winner in that one, but was a loser last time out. The Cardinals beating him 10 to 4 in St. Louis. Or in Chicago, rather. Two down, one nothing lead for Chicago. Buck third, the pitch to Rennie. Swings on a curveball on a dirt strike two. That might have been his fork ball. An off speed pitch, and more likely that's what it was. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a foul, back out of play, came in tight with a fastball. Stanton with 194 hits, his uh, best season in the major leagues and in baseball. Has scored 84 runs, driven in 56. And his uh, 194 hits, the most of any Pirate second baseman in history. The 0-2 pitch by DeTore, foul, back out of play, count holding. Rennie's only 23 years of age. Atlanta gets another run in the second inning. Off four bone, they lead the Reds four to nothing. The Reds have to win, and the Dodgers have to lose for that thing to go any farther. 
Not a bad race down to the second last game of the season. Fastball up high and the count of a ball and two strikes on Rennie. Vittori peering in for the sign from Swisher taking too much time and Stennett asking for it. Steps out. It's time from Crawford. Back in again. The windup on the 1-2 delivery fouled again back out of play. National League has been blessed with some outstanding races ever since uh, divisional play. The Mets of that great season in 1969. Captivating everybody. And again last year with a wild finish that had five teams into the race the final weekend of the season. The only easy race was the Pirates' win in 1972. The 1-2 pitch swings and misses. Did he go around? They said he did. Bennett chased the pitch a good foot and a half, two feet outside. Tried to leave it, but a wide curveball strikes that Bennett. Pirates fail to get a base hit over the front three against the jury. And we have completed three. The Cubs lead one to nothing. Don Kessinger leads off the fourth inning. He bounced out to Bennett in the first inning. Ray going way into the hole. To his left to take a possible base hit away from Don. Cardinal will follow him and Bill Madlock. Two, three, and four hitters. The Cubs lead one nothing top the board. Here's the pitch by Jerry, and it's in there, taking strike one. Kessinger, a switch hitter. He was a right-handed batter, but didn't hit too well. Went to switch hitting, and he made himself an all-star shortstop. Foul, back out of play. Strike two. He and Billy Williams, the only two veterans remaining from that 1969 ball club. Everybody talks about the Cubs blowing it that year, but the Mets just played unreal baseball the last five or six weeks of the season. The Cubs played over 500. The 0-2 pitch, fastball up high and the count of one and two. The 1-2 pitch by Jerry. Grab ball to third. Hebner off his glove. Bobbles it. And no play. And that'll be an error, I'm sure. That's an error charge for Richie Hebner. Richie having a rough year with a glove. That's his uh, 27th error. A couple of years ago, he made only 12 and tied a record, a club record set by Don Hope for third baseman. Cardinal, the batter, with a runner at first base in Kessinger. The pitch to Cardinal, a pitch out, no advance, and a throw to first base back in time. It's Kessinger. Time call as Jim Marshall and Cardinal want to talk things over. We're in uh, Chicago the last time, and with Monday, or with uh, Kessinger at first and Cardinal up. They had words on a play similar to that. Cardinal threw his bat at the ball and hollered something to... Kessinger like he missed the sign and Kessinger hollered something and said why don't you find out what the signs are they were arguing at long distance but Cardinal and Jim Marshall trying to get things organized here and still talking finally they part company Cubs lead one to nothing Jose didn't start last night but he came into the game in a pinch hit roll Montreal and St. Louis they're into the second inning no score 
The count of 1-0, and, oh, and the pitch underway to Cardinal. Up high, ball two. Kirkpatrick at first, holding against uh, Kessinger. Cardinal steps out. Once another sign from Jim Marshall. And Stennett now wants to come in and talk to Jerry Royce. What a visit in, in this inning. The 2-0 pitch, the runner goes, the pitch out, a throw, and they trap him off the base. He gets back to first base in time. Good play by Kessinger. Bucks pitched out on a 2-0 count, and the count goes to 3-0. We didn't get the out. And Sagian went through to second base, but Kessinger very alertly stopped and came back to first. Well, we're in trouble here with a count of 3-0. It was a heads-up call by Sagian. He had the right call, but the throw, the good base running really on the part of Kessinger, got him back into first base. The two, three opens, rather, foul off the side. They have a count of two and one, so the scoreboard now correcting it. The count goes to two balls and two strikes. They had three and zero oh on the board. We assume that's what it was. The count, two balls, two strikes. Royce from the belt, checking Kessinger. The look over, the pitch to Cardinal. Bounce to third, Hebner has it. Throws on to second, the out there. Throw to first, double play. Ernie Stennett turned over the double play. He throw by Ritchie, kind of a sinker down around the knees, but Rennie came up with it and made the out at second and threw on to first for the double play. Five, four, three on the double play. That takes care of the air. Nobody on, and it brings up Bill Madlock. He popped up to Ernie Stennett to open the second inning. This fella, a rookie season, hitting at 315. Nine home runs, 52 RBIs, and he's been playing with an injured ankle for the most part of the season, but has really, uh, for the first time, they say, gotten healthy the last three or four weeks. Has moved his average over 300. Right-handed batter, stockily built, changeup up high, ball one. Somebody tried to figure out who he resembled. And uh, Blake Cullen, traveling secretary, for the Cubs, uh, likened him a bit to Jim Ray Harden, formerly was with the Giants. The 1-0 pitch jammed him, and it's fouled off the third base side. One ball and one straight. Cool evening, and a temperature at game time, 50 degrees, and big full moon just dipping over the horizon, left field. The 1-1 pitch by Royce. High pop-up into shallow left field. Stargell will drift under it to get the out. That'll retire Madlock and the Cubs in the fourth inning. No runs, no hits, one error. Nobody left. And we'll go to the bottom of the fourth inning. The Cubs out in front, one to nothing. Well, the Pirates in the fourth inning, down by a run, will send up some big uh, left-handed sticks against Tom DeTorey, Hebner, Oliver, and Stargell. And these are the guys now that have to start doing something against DeTorey. As I said, uh, comes a bit sidearm or three-quarters. Much easier for left-handers to pick up a pitch like that. Richie fly to center field as Dettori moved the ball in on his fists and got him to pop into shallow center field in the first inning. Pirates haven't done much run scoring for Royce in his last four ball games, including this one. He's scored only three runs in uh, 34 innings for Jerry. Not ready to break loose for him. 
Ritchie sitting on 18 home runs has driven in 67. Loops one into shadow left center field. Cardinal coming on will make the grab. That'll retire Hebner. First ball hitting. Ritchie pops into left center field. And that'll bring up Al Oliver. Race was shut out by John Matlack after he had pitched a very long ball game against the Cardinals here, losing 2-1. to one. The only run we got was in the opening inning in a 13-inning ball game. And we only got two runs for him in the last ball game in New York City when he won 2-1. to one. Torres pitches up high on Al. Ball one. Cardinals failed to score in the second inning. No score into the bottom of the second. Gibson against Mike Torrey. A 1-0 pitch by DeTorre. One about the third baseline, and it should be a base hit. DeTorre picks up the road, not in time. Base hit. Worth a try, I'll tell you, the way DeTorre's going. That's the first hit. Madlock was very deep at third base, and Oliver just took advantage of it, laid it down the third baseline, and that'll bring up Scarger with a runner on base. Very heads-up bit of hitting by Al Oliver. Pirates get their first hit. A bunch single by Al Oliver. Scargill walked in the second inning in a 3-1 pick. Willie with 25 home runs, 96 RBIs. Trails Ricky's this by four in the RBI column. Fan zone holding against Al. The pitch underway to Willie. Outside, ball one. Scargill's knee was a bit stiff yesterday. He injured it Saturday in New York, played Sunday, and last night it bothered him quite a bit, but he says he feels much better tonight. The one pitch. Swings and misses, strike one. One ball and one strike. They shift with Kessinger moving near the bag at second base. He's still on the third base side of the bag at second, but not too far from it. The one one pitch. Swings and misses, strike two. Torrey just overpowered him with a fastball. He came in on Willie. One thing about Torrey tonight that uh, we've noticed, he's been ahead of every hitter. And he was not that kind of pitcher when he was up last year. Getting a bit more confidence. Oliver at first with one down. Cubs lead, one nothing. Stargell takes a sinking fastball away in the count two and two. center fielder Monday shifted into right center field. Not excessively though. The 2-2 pitch. He swings and misses strike two. Now DeTore picks up a big strikeout on the guy that uh, I'm sure he was glad to get away from Willie Stargell. Third strikeout. Oliver still at first base and the Bucks struggling here against Tom DeTore. hit one off his fist into center field in the second inning. Monday came on and came on to make the running grab in shallow center field. Two down, fan zone, holding against Oliver at first. The pitch, it is in there, taking strike one. Well, hopefully Royce can keep the Cubs close here because Dutori's pitching a whale of a game here, similar to what we looked at on Sunday against Bob Apodec. The 0-1 pitch, swinging at a miss, strike two. He is just coming right after us. 
The only base hit, a bunt single by Oliver off the third baseline. And nothing really close to resembling it so far. He's been that strong. And Zisco almost went out. Checked off the curveball away. One ball and two strikes. Chance to get a moment of glory for Tom DeTore, pitching in what is hometown country for him against the Bucks trying to win a title. Ground ball up the middle. Base hit. Just past Jones. Oliver will come to third and just gets the base hit. That is a solid hit up the middle. Sparing tried to get there, but couldn't cut it off and Sagin will step in. Sagi struck out in the second inning. As the Tory threw a fastball by him. Yeah, he's a tough guy to strike out. He's uh, only struck out 27 times on a year in 589 times at that. What he needs here is a base hit in the right field for us. The second baseman staring deep and is pinched over toward the bag at second base. Panzone, I believe, is going to play halfway behind the runner. Let's get to first base off the bag. Trying to get the attention of Jim Marshall to see where he wants in position. They will hold against the runner, Richie Vick. So a little bit of a gap on that right side for Sangy, and if he can go that way, that field straight away. The pitch by Detori. And it's inside, almost hit him, ball one. Fastball right at the bridge of the nose. Pirates with their first threat. First runner to get as far as second and third, and that's Al Oliver. Zisk got it first. Cubs lead, one to nothing. Montreal bats in the second, no score there. Foul back out of play by Manny in the count of one and one. A whale of a season. The Pirates started very poorly, losing 10 of their first 12 ball games, and at one time, 14 games under 500 and nine games out. But they have turned things around with some solid hitting in the second half of the year. Hopefully, it'll come back here in these final two games. The 1-1 pitch. Sangi in a high chopper, tough play. Madlock has to wait for it. He can't see it. No play at first. We get it right. All gets away from fans home. Sangi in. Holds at first base, moving to third with these We got a break on that one. A high hopping ball off the plate. Bill Madlock, the third baseman, had a chance to feel the ball. He looked up and all he saw was a bank of lights. He lost it in the lights. The shortstop Kessinger had to make the play. And his throw was not in time to get Sanguin. It pulled... The first baseman off the bag, and the error allows Zisk to move over to third base. And here goes to the shortstop. Sangian gets an RBI. We're tied 1-1. And Kirkpatrick now, the base hit, can put us out in front. Three singles in the inning. And the third hit of the ballgame against the Tory. One of them a solid base hit. The other a bunt, and that one an infield single. High fly, foul, out of play. And the right field line. Kirkpatrick took his shot. But get out in front too quickly. That ball, if it's fair, it's well out of here. But it was very much foul. And over the fired bullpen. Tie game, 1-1. One, one. With Zisk at third, Sagan at first, two down. The pitch to Kirkpatrick. Five ball, right field, base hit. 
Jones. It's Garrett to the party. It's off the wall. It's a double for sure. as far as crowd up to their feet. He rifled the shot off the wall in right field. It wasn't fair by much more than two or three feet, but it hit halfway up the wall. Zisk, of course, scored easily from third. Sanguian had to run, and he turned it on when he came around third. Sparing had a shot at home plate, but Sanguian beat the play, and the Pirates lead three to one. Tavares up. That is the fourth hit of the inning, three in a row here, to go along with the air. And the Bucks have taken the lead 3-1. to one. Ken Frailing, a left-hander, loosens in the cub ball. Penn curveball hangs inside on Tavares. Ball one. Jerry Morales, the right fielder, very shallow, similar to what the Dodgers, when they're in here, play against Tavares. The center fielder, however, Rick Mundy, rather deep. The 1-0 pitch to Frank. Inside with a fastball. Ball two. Two balls and no strikes. You know, very quickly, the Pirates were struggling to get something going. Oliver got some hope with a bunt. Then he struck out Stradgill, but this single up the middle, Sagian. We got a break on his ball. An infield single would score a run, and Kirkpatrick took advantage of that, rifling a double off the wall in right field. DeTore finds the plate with the strike on Tavares. Two balls and a strike on Frankie. The 2-1 delivery... And it is jammed right back to the mound. Uh, didn't want to hit that ball. Tried to get away from it. Check swing and he hit it right back to Detroit. But the Pirates score three runs. On four hits, one error. We strand a runner. And after four, the Pirates have taken the lead three to one. If you're enough of a baseball fan to listen to the games on the radio, chances are you're more than just a baseball fan. You're a sports fan. And more than likely a beer fan, too. Because nothing goes better with sports than an ice-cold beer. And that's why the folks at Iron City have come out with a sensational new package that gives you the best of both. It's the half-case sports pack of Iron City beer. Twelve 12-ounce cans of rich, hearty, thirst-beating Iron City beer in one convenient, easy-to-carry package. But these are no ordinary cans. They're special sports cans featuring highlights and championships from football, hockey, basketball, golf, and, of course, baseball. For a real sports fan, there's no other package like it. And for a real beer drinker, there's no other beer with the rewarding flavor and special tang of Iron City. So don't miss out on this great sports package and great beer pleasure. Stop in your favorite tavern and pick up Iron City beer in the new half-case sports pack. Then sit back and pour on that iron. You have a phanogram question out in center field. The longest home run ever hit, 563 feet by Mickey Mantle in 1953 at the old Senator's Ballpark. Never did tell you who threw that pitch. That's something worthy of mentioning. You were pitching through that one. you got to be ready to say, I threw this. Now the Bucks lead 3-1. to one. We got a big break on the ball hit by Sanguian. that got us a tying run in. It hit so high that Madlock, the third baseman, couldn't pick it out of the back of White. And then Kirkpatrick really made them pay with a ringing double. 
Cardinals in Montreal, no score. They're batting in the bottom of the second in Montreal. Gibson against Torres. Atlanta leads Cincinnati 4 to nothing after 3.5. Jerry Morales stepping in. And once again, here's Bob Prince. Okay, Nelly, nice going. As Morales has tripled and scored, swings one down to first. A fair ball. Diving Kirkpatrick can't get it. Coming up fast, Richie's esk on his way to second is Morales, and he's leading a charm life up there at the dish. That'll bring up Fanzone, who brought him in with a sacrifice fly back in the second inning. I think Royce and Kirkpatrick weren't too sure about that call, about it being fair, but uh, not too much of an argument. No, I tell you, from my vantage point here, though, I felt the ball bounced in front of the bag and went over, and Kirkpatrick diving for the ball just missed it and remained in fair territory. Curved down inside to fans on. This type hits Sonoy pitchers, the right-handed batter going the opposite way like that, and really not trying to hit that way. 1-0. Hard smack gets through for base hit. It held up Morales, though, and he can't score. So they got runners on the corners, nobody out. Morales had the hole for fear Tavares would field it. That'll bring up Swisher, strikeout victim. What we need right now is a double dip. Let's see how we're going to play our infield. back at double play depth to Swisher. Strikeout victim in the second inning. Foul back. And we're starting to get Larry Demery up for our buckles in the bullpen. The best of the Chester Engineers group here. As they refer to themselves. Nothing in one count here to Swisher, right-hand batter. Runners at first and third, nobody out. Time called by the plate umpire, Shag Crawford. Hyatt's lead three to one, but the Cubs here in the fifth threaten. All right, ready. 0-1 curve underneath, one and one. George Mitterwald's coming in. You remember George Mitterwald and Jerry the first game? (laughs) One ball and one strike. Pitch to Swisher. Popped him up, and that's what we had to have, and Tavares getting under. One out. Boy, he ran that ball in on him good there. Now the second baseman due up, sparing, but let's see what uh, the mad magician of the Mr. Marshall's going to do. Jim played with us for a year, went over and played in Japan. He's been around a while. He's been renewed as his, as the manager of the Cubbies in uh, 75. He's going to hit for sparing. Looks like it's going to be Mr. Wald. It is. He's a catcher. He had a season against us in one game there, I think, didn't he? Three home runs, eight RBIs. Yeah. And that's about the last he did anything about it. And he almost got a home run. He was going for the rest. That's right. Mm-hmm. We're listening Pizarro with Demery. Don't 
Dr. Feingold give me enough medicine, Nelly, to open up my own apothecary shop. He said, if you're going to have pneumonia, you might as well walk around with it. Pass it on. Huh? That's what I got. Now, I can't pass okay. what I got on. Right. Just, uh, just keep it for yourself. Just keep it to myself and walk around with it. I said he'd be selfish like that with that. Well, I don't want to give it to you, partner. Okay, let's get this guy out. He's hitting the 252. High fly, shallow center, going back to Varus. Oliver's going to call him off. That's the way it should be done, and that'll hold him. That's it. He uh, fires it in. Varus didn't want to take that ball because he had been going away from the infield. And uh, they're going to bat Detore now. And i got to say something, Mr. Royce, in a spot with runners at first and third, has come with nothing but blazing heat. This fellow's not a bad hitter, as he uh, proved the last time up, Bob. He got a curveball, a hit, and Jerry didn't get it down, and Stennett mm-hmm. made a whale of a play to rob him of a base hit. No, Tom likes his cuts. First, I want to say Tom's from Cannonsburg. He is. He is, right. isn't he? Mm-hmm. Very Como country. Among others, Cannon McMillan. Swinging a miss, right one. No balls and a strike. Swinging a miss, strike two. We lead 3 1, and Royce is smelling money. More runs and races had in three ball games, isn't it? Yeah, I hope he knows what to do with it. <laughs> Looks like he's trying to find out. Well, I'll tell you something. He's he's all business out on that mound. No balls, two strikes. He's all business anytime. Here's the pitch. High for a ball. Jerry doesn't like uh, to be around people that smoke cigarettes. He doesn't... Uh, make any bones about that. If, uh, if he's in a position where he can logically ask you not to smoke before him, he will. If he's riding with you in your car and you smoke, he'll say nothing. But if you are the other way, here's a one-two pitch. Whoop, outside, two-two. And uh, that's his prerogative. He's a highly intelligent young man. Two-two to Detore. This opened up with a double down the line at first base by Morales. And then Fanzone fortunately hit a ball just in the hole to left where they had to hold Morales up. Here's the pitch. High ball three. And then with runners at first and third, Swisher popped to short and Mitterwald hitting for sparing slide to shallow center. Now DeTore's run the count to three and two. And here's where you got to get him, Gerald, buddy. We don't need to see Rick Mundy until the sixth inning, do we? Ball three, strike two to Tom DeTore, left-hand batter. And he strikes out swing. And there is some fine pitching. No runs and two hits, no errors, and two left. And we go to the bottom of the fifth inning, leading three to one. Billy Grabakowitz has gone out of second base. Reggie Smith has just homered for the Cardinals in the fourth inning, and they lead one nothing. 
Gibson in Torres. Right now, the batter's going to be Royce, who bounced out the second base in the third inning. They're going to be around to the left here on Royce. Foul back, strike one. Just outside, one ball and one strike. Roy Stannard and Hebner here. And the Bucks on top, three to one. Curve inside, ball two, two and one. One pitch, strike call on the corner inside, 2-2. Cardinals leading one zip on the home run by Reggie Smith. Here's the 2-2 delivery. And Royce hits a foul back up toward our booth just underneath, in fact. Ball two and strike two. They're around to the left. Play game tomorrow night at 7.35. This Chicago ball club. Here's the 2-2. And Royce goes down swinging. DeTore has his fourth strikeout. That'll bring up Stanley. Bounced out the second and struck out. on top in the second when Morales triple came in on Fanzone's sacrifice fly. Stunnett pops up. First baseman Fanzone drifting back and goes out on the foul side of first base for the out. Pirates then went ahead in the seventh. One out. Oliver opened it up with a bunch. And with two out, Ziff single up the middle. Sanguin then hit a dribbler through to drive in uh, Oliver. And on an error, Zisk went to third. And then Kirkpatrick doubled, knocking in Zisk and Sanguin, and the lead three to one. So here's Hebner, fly to center, fly to left. We're in the fifth inning. Foul ball, and I'll tell you one thing, DeTore's wasting no time. He's bringing it in there. Bob Addy of Washington, Red Smith, the syndicated columnist here, covering this series. Bouncer off the first base side, fan zone, lobs it up to Detore, the side's out. End of five, our Bucks lead, three to one. All right, Rick Mundy standing in now with Kessinger and Cardinal. 
Monday struck out, retired on a great play by Oliver in the third. Pirates lead 3-1. Baltimore beat Detroit 7-6. They lead the Yankees by a game and a half. So we find out what happens in Milwaukee tonight with the Yankees. Left-hand batter. Takes a curve inside. Ball one. Here's the 1-0 delivery. And it's hit out in the shallow right. Jessica's running very hard and runs it down. Well, it'll be one out to Kessinger. Bounded out to second and got a board on an error. Then was erased on the double play. New bat right handed. They'll play him the pull. Pirates lead three one. It's down from Royce. Fouled away by Kessinger off to the right out of play. This time this fastball moves inside and we have a one ball, one strike count. One and two as it dropped in there. One ball, two strikes. One out and none on. Here's the one-two delivery. Ground ball down to short. Tavares comes up on a bad hop and throws him out. So they got two down to Cardinal, who fouled out to third and hit into the double play. Pirates leading three to one here. All right, the uh, nothing and the one now as he fouls it back. down, 3-1 Pittsburgh, Cardinal right in better. Just outside for a ball, 1-1. One one. There's a base hit up the middle by Cardinal, that's the fourth hit. And the four innings up in Montreal, 1-0 St. Louis home run Reggie Smith, and the Dodgers scored a pair in the first inning. Against the Houston Astros. If they win, it's all over. In the National League West. 
Here's Madlock. He popped up to second, and he flying to left field. Holding on the runner, Cardinal. Royce goes over to first, throws it away. Getting up now is Cardinal, and moving on to second, running back quickly, Stennett to get to the ball. Now he's going to try for third. Here comes the throw to Hebner, and he's just real safe. Cardinal gets in there. There's some very alert base running by Cardinal. He went up into second, all right, and then as he saw Stennett start to run the ball up toward the infield, he just took off. And Senate fired a bullet in there, but not quite in time. So it'll be an error charged to Royce. And Murtaugh now coming out. Just a chat there for a minute. I had the feeling they were almost going to call a buck on Royce. But if they were, they'd take the stiffer of the two penalties. And thus we have Cardinal on the air over at third. Matlock swings, bounces a base hit in the left side of the diamond, and Cardinal scores to make it 3-2. So that error really has hurt here. And brings up Morales with a triple and a double, and the run scored, Pittsburgh leading 3-2. All this with two outs. So we got our work cut out for us here in the sixth. So Morales standing in. Oh, the ball gets all the way from uh, Sanguine and up into second goes Madlock. And it'll be a pass ball. No strikes. There's a strike, and it's more than one. Hearts leading now, 3 2 here in the sixth inning with a runner at second, the tying run in Madlock. Royce on a 1-1 count to Jerry Morales. Has his sign from Sangin and the 1-1 pitch. Feet off the right side. It's a foul ball this time. A ball and two strikes. With two down, Cardinal singled up the middle. And Jerry tried to pick him off and threw wildly, and Cardinal was able to get to third. And then Madlock singled to drive him in and took second on a fast ball. One ball and two strikes. Here's the pitch. High. Two-two. Whether the run is earned or unearned is in limbo for the moment, depending on what Morales does. As of this moment, Cardinal's run is unearned. Ball two, strike two. Two out, runner at second, Matlock. Pitch. And he lit up the lights on Broadway right down the middle with it. Strikeout number four. 
One run on two hits, an error. One left. We go to the bottom of the sixth, leading 3-2. to the bottom of the sixth. Oliver Stargell in this. Oliver opened up the fourth inning well just well with one out he started the rally. It is starting to rain too. And the fans are bailing out. Oliver got on on the bunt. We got a legal game going. Here's the pitch. Oliver base hits in the right center field. That'll bring up Stodgill. He walked and struck out. Not raining that hard, but it is raining. Torrey now has surrendered his fifth base hit. Infield shift is not employed against Stargell. Torrey delivery. Stargell hits it straight away, very deep. And Monday one hands the ball at the wall. And coming back is Oliver. And we'll pause for station identification on the Pirate Baseball Network. All the good sports are on even harder now. And I mean pelting down with the Pirates leading 3-2. to two. They're going to call time. They want the infield covered. And this is really roaring down here now. So, well... Well, sorry to break into the Cardinal game, but we're ready to go at Three Rivers Stadium once again. In the bottom of the sixth inning with the Pirates leading the Cubs 3-2, to two, and Bob Prince and Ellie King will keep you up to date on that Cardinal game. The Cardinals are leading 2-1, to one, and they are in the bottom of the eighth inning. Not a Bob Prince and Ellie King. When we last left you... The situation, the Pirates have a runner at first base, Sal Oliver, he's singled. Willie Stargell lined deep to center field for the only out of the inning. And that'll bring up Richie's disc. There was no count on Richie when uh, he was ready to step in when the rains came. Now the Bucks lead 3-2. to two. But the big story here is a rain delay. And what if my team to Jerry Royce, who is pitching? Tom DeTore stays in the ballgame for Chicago. Royce has already finished warming, and he'll be coming on for the Bucks. Pirates got three runs in the fourth inning after the Cubs took a 1-0 lead in the second. The Cubs came back with an unearned run in the sixth inning. Royce setting that up with a throwing error to first base. Oliver first, fan zone holding against him, Bob Prince. Uh, not feeling well, and the gunner uh, going home a bit early with this cool weather. Now we'll pull it out here. Ground ball off the left side, onto the left field. A base hit, Oliver holds at second base. A seeing eye base hit off the left side. It just got between Madlock and Kessinger. Oh, the long delay, the first pitch of the ball game after the delay, zip. Gets the base hit. Richie is two for three on the night. 
The Pirates have runners at first and second. They lead 3-2, and Sanguian's the batter. Danny got the key hit in the fourth inning with two outs and runners at first and third. Sanguian at a high-chopping ball off the left side. Madlock had a play in the ball, but he lost it in the lights, and Kessinger had to come over and make it. He didn't get the play at first. He pulled the first baseman off the bag. Sanguian holding it first, but Zisk was able to move over to third. Where Kirkpatrick then doubled and drove in both Zisk and Sanguian. Manny one for two. He struck out in the first, in the second inning, his first time up. Cubs are back for two. Only one out here. Sanguian hits one late weekly to shortstop. Fly ball, an easy play there, an infield fly. And Oliver, having trouble getting back onto the bag, bumped there by Grabarkowitz, who has gone in at uh, second base. Now Sanguian jammed with a pitch. Pops up, and that'll bring up Ed Kirkpatrick. His base hit has given the Bucks the margin they have right now, 3-2. He broke a 1-1 tie with that double. Just missed a home run on the first swing, foul, and got another pitch and hit it just there. Did lay up the boards in right field. Kirkpatrick with that RBI, or two of them, has 38 on the air. They shift a bit, pull around the right field on Spanking. The pitch by DeTore is in there, taking strike one. They're in the bottom of the eighth inning in Montreal with a runner on and two down. The Expos eighth inning. Cardinals leading there, two to one. They sit here, could give us some breathing room. The 0-1 pitch, high fly to center field. Another deep that Mundy will make the catch. In deep center field, and Torrey gets out of it. No runs on a couple of hits. No errors. We strand two, and we've completed six. The Pirates lead three to two. Pirate baseball has been brought to you by Iron City Beer. We go to the final three innings. Jerry Royce protecting a 3-2 lead. And he'll go to Carmen Fanzone, Steve Switcher. Uh, Switcher, the catcher, and then the second baseman, Billy Grabakowicz. Mike Jorgensen has just hit a two-run homer in the Montreal Expos. Lead the Cardinals 3-2. Mike Jorgensen, a two-run homer in the eighth inning, has given the Expos a 3-2 lead over the Cardinals. Fanzone takes a pitch down low, ball one. Now the Cardinals are trailing into the top of the ninth inning. We lead by 3-2. Here's the pitch to Fanzone. Swings and misses strike one. Crowd here slowly but surely getting the news as we get it out over the transistors here and they'll get the message up I guess on the board here very shortly and you hear a bigger roar line drive right side Stinnett great play picks it up throws he's got him at first what a whale of a play by Stinnett going to his right up the middle looked like a sure base hit but Rennie somehow got there picked it off and got him out that's about the third good play of the night by Stinnett made an excellent play on DeTore in the second inning and also on Sparing in the uh, third. Swisher the batter, 0 for 2. Right-handed batter, loops one into right field, base hit. Just over the head of Rennie, cut off down there by Zisk and Swisher's on with a single. That'll bring up Bill Grabarkowitz. Well, the Bucks got some help from the Montreal Expos, and the Expos sure wore us out, sweeping us three up there. 
part of that six-game losing streak we had. That home run by Jorgensen, his eighth of the year. Bob Gibson and the Expos are out in the eighth. They lead 3-2 to two into the ninth inning. Dale Murray pitching for Montreal. Drabarkowitz up for his first time. The pitch underway takes a curve. Low and away, ball one. Well, a pirate win and a cardinal loss. I don't have to tell you what tomorrow means. But we've got some baseball still to play here. One down. Bucks back for two here. Fastball inside on Gabarkowitz. The count of 2-0. He started the season with a Philadelphia Philly. And, of course, formerly had been with the Dodgers. He's sitting at uh, 231 overall. And has hit uh, two home runs, driven in 14. Billy Grabakowitz, time called. He wants to talk things over with his manager and third base coach, Jim Marshall. The 2 0 pitch to Grabakowitz inside, and the ball gets away from Sagi, and no advance by Swisher. And a count of 3 and 0. Royce having to contend with a 39 minute delay here in the sixth inning because of the rain. And it could have an effect. The Pirates are loosening Hernandez and Justy. With 3 0 pitch, he is in there with a strike. Rebarco is taking all the way. A couple of 3 2 scores in big games in the Eastern Division. The Expos leading the Cardinals and the Pirates leading the Cubs. The 3-1 pitch by Royce. He lost him, ball four. That, I believe, will be all for Tom DeTore. They're going to pinch hit. There it is on the board now. Jorgensen a home run with one on to give Montreal a 3-2 lead. For Tom Dettori, they're going to finish it. Here it is on the board now. Jorgensen to the home run with one on to give Montreal a three to two lead. The pinch hitter is going to be Billy Williams. Jim Marshall playing his A start right here. A single by Swisher after a great play by Skinner took a base hit away from Fanzone. A walk to Gavakowicz. That, by the way, is the first walk issued by Royce. Williams started the game the other night, last night. Had a base hit off Bruce Keeson his first time up. Came on to score a run. Billy batting at 278, good power hitter, 16 home runs, 66 RBI. We need the vacuum, the Hoover job. One down, the runners lead. Fastball right there, strike one. The Montreal Expos have beaten the St. Louis Cardinals 3-2. The Expos have beaten the Cardinals 3-2. That game is over in Montreal. Fly ball, left center field. It's in the gap. Starts to give and chase, give and chase. He can't get it. One run is in. Grabarkowitz is coming around third. There's a play at the plate. He is safe. It's a tie game. Now they have scored two. They lead four to three. 
Billy Williams goes to the opposite field. Stargell made a valiant attempt to get it. And the Cubs have taken the lead here by the score of 4-3. Swisher and Grabakowicz both scoring easily. The throw by Tavares sailed off on the first base side of home plate. And in at second base, Billy Williams, they're going to pinch run for him, I believe. But he has done us in with a pinch hit double, and the Bucks have really been plagued with pinch hitters in the month of September. And I don't think we've gotten uh, half of them out. They've got to be hitting over 600 with pinch hitters against the Bucks in September. But it's a big game here. Royce leaves, and he is the pitcher of record. He's on the hook for it here as Williams drives him into left center field for two RBIs, and the Cubs take the lead 4-3. to three. And that puts DeTore in the ballgame as the pitcher of record for Chicago. And I think Ken Frailing had been loosening. Whether he's going to come on, we don't know. We're still trying to take a peek down to see who we're going to get. And it's going to be left-hander Raymond Hernandez to come on and pitch to Rick Mundy. Well, the good news out of Montreal was kind of short-lived here. As as soon as it was announced here, we got it. Williams doubles into left center field, and the Cubs take the lead. Now, this thing's still very much alive for both the Cardinals and the Pirates. The log on Jerry Royce, and there's no doubt that the rain delay had to have some effect on him. The only out he's gotten so far in this inning was a great play by Stennett robbing fan zone of a base hit up the middle. So Jerry goes six and one-third innings. He's been tagged for seven hits. He struck out three, and he walked one, and that run, by the way, is the go-ahead run of the ball game. Grabarkowitz coming around to score on a ringing double by Billy Williams in the left center field. They have a pinch runner at second base, and we'll try to spot who it is. Number 34, and that's uh, Ray Burris, the pitcher. Bucks have uh, three more innings to go here to do some run scoring. They trail by a run four to three, but still some punch coming up for the Cubs in Monday to go against left-hander Raymond Hernandez. There's no secret that Hernandez is not crazy about cold-weather pitching coming from Puerto Rico, but when you get down to games like this, uh, you forget about your native land and everything. You just got to get out and do some chunking. And Hernandez has won four and lost two. This is his 57th appearance, all in relief, of course. And he's had uh, a couple of saves. He's not worried about a save right now. He's going to try to get Monday out and Kessinger and give the Bucks a chance to get going against the oncoming pitcher for Chicago. Victoria out of the game and also Jerry Rice. They're listening. Dave O'Roach, who's been a good pitcher for them. He beat the Cardinals the game in Chicago. And I think Oscar Zamora also throwing. The runner at second, Burris. The Cubs lead 4-3, only one out, Monday the batter. The pitch by Hernandez in there at the knees, a fastball, strike one. Burris leading from second. Hernandez takes a look back there. The pitch underway to Monday. He's right there again. Strike two. Two fastballs right on the 
outside part of the plate at the knees on Monday. He looked at both of them. Monday has a good eye. There's a lot of walks. But Hernandez right on top of him quickly. With a count of 0-2, Justy throwing in the fire bullpen along with Jim Mitchell. Well, look at second base. The 0-2 pitch by Raymond. A curve in the dirt. Walked nicely by Sanguian. The Montreal Expos have beaten St. Louis 3-2 in case you're just joining us in a home run by Mike Jorgensen in the bottom of the eighth inning. But we trail 4-3 in the top of the seventh. The pitch by Hernandez underway, and it is low and outside, ball two. Two balls, two strikes. The attendance here tonight, uh, 13,301. The rain delay lasted uh, 39 minutes in the sixth inning. The 2-2 pitch by Hernandez. Line drive, left field, base hit, Burris rounding third. They're going to send him in. Here's a throw by Stargell. It is on time. He's out at the plate. Good throw by Stargell, nailing Burris at the plate. Well, you talk about Willie Stargell and you think of home runs and RBIs. But Willie likes to talk about things that he can do well, and he just did one of them. Very well. He took his time, got a clean feel to the ball, and he split the plate. All of Roberto Clemente with that throw. Monday gets a single, moves to second on the play, and Burris is out at the plate. Seven to two. Very big play. Two down. Still a one-run lead for Chicago. Four to three. And Kessinger now will step in for his fourth time. He's 0 for three. He got on in a thrilling air by Hebner in the fourth, and then quickly was erased on a double play ball. Monday went right to left field on Hernandez on that 2-2 pitch. A look at second base, and Hernandez steps off. Wants another sign from Sanguian. Monday with a big lead back there. The pitch underway, and it's down on the knees, but too low. Ball one. Cubs will score a run, and they have against the Pirates, and what we've got to do is do some run scoring of our own. Dave LaRoche appears to be the oncoming pitcher. He continues to throw in the Cubs open. Crowd's uh, coming alive here. Monday, a pickoff play at second base, and he didn't throw. He had the play there, but for some reason, Hernandez just stepped off. Tavares broke very quickly, but Raymond hesitated too long and just went back and nonchalantly picked up the rosin bag. Monday has a big, big lead there. Hernandez peeking at second base and fakes the throw back there. Stepping out, Don Kessinger. A little war and urging between Raymond Hernandez and Don Mundy. Rick Mundy. The 1-0 pitch in there right at the belt buckle taken by... Kessinger, he gave way on that pitch. Looked back into the eyes of Shag Crawford. Hernandez's fastball backed up on the inside corner. And that one did, according to Crawford. Kessinger didn't seem to agree. Rick Mundy at second base. Two down, one-one pitch. Pops him up foul, but it's out of play behind home plate.
Harvich in the bottom of the seventh inning or at the number eight spot in the batting lineup. So quite possibly Hernandez just on to work this inning and maybe Justy will come on. But Billy Williams came in to pinch hit and for the umpteenth time. This is October, but carryover in September. Pinch hitters have been hurting us. The one-two pitch. Fastball away, and he just missed. Two balls, two strikes. Cubs took a one-nothing lead. The Pirates scored three and a four to take a three-to-one lead. The Cubs have come right back to take the lead four to three. Pitch underway. He is just outside. Ball three. Mike Kessinger started a swing and almost fell over looking at that pitch. Checking off the pitch in the full count of three and two. The on-deck batter is Jose Cardinal. What a race this has been in 74. Monday leads from second. The 3-2 pitch to Kessinger. Fly ball right field. Tough play. Giving Chase his risk. And he can't get it. It's a base hit. One run in all the way to the wall. Kessinger's got a triple. They may try to wave him in. They're going to wave him. They're going to hold him at third base. Right down the line with him was Marshall. Sis couldn't get to that ball. And Hernandez is tagged for a triple by Kessinger. And the Cubs now lead 5-3. to three. Yeah, The big news out of Montreal has turned sour down here as the Bucks are missing a golden opportunity with its Cubs scoring three times chasing Royce and wrapping Hernandez here for a single. The only out he's gotten has been at the plate but a fine throw by Stargell and that's going to be all for Raymond Hernandez. Justy will come on to pitch to Jose Cardinal. Kessinger's RBI, his 42nd of the year. I guess the only salvation about this thing is is the Cardinals have already lost, so we've got a chance to win still. Their chances are all gone. They've got nine big outs to go. Hernandez leaves, and uh, Justy will come on to pitch to Jose Cardinal. Ramon has a rough time of it here tonight. Tag for two hits. He's got one out on the single left field. A good throw by Stargell. No strikeouts and no walks. While Justy comes on, we have the opportunity here. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Pirate Baseball Network. All the good sports are on Pirates. Well, the new pitcher is not going to be Dave Jesse. It's going to be Jim Minchel. As we mentioned, the pitcher will be batting second in the Pirates' uh, seventh inning. And it is uh, failing here in this bit in the seventh inning. Monday with a single. Kessinger with a triple. He departs. The log on Royce is completed, by the way. He has given up uh, four runs. Hernandez charged with that one run. Monday scoring on the triple by Kessinger. And, of course, responsible for Don Kessinger at third base. Mitchell's record is 0-1. Uh, he was a losing pitcher in that wild 13-12 ball game out in St. Louis, although he pitched very well. He came on and was a victim of uh, the throwing error 
And then the sacrifice fly by Dwyer got in the 13th run of the ball game. The Cardinals winning that big ball game, 13 to 12. So he'll face Jose Cardinal. He's from Kentucky, a big fella, six foot five, six six. Played some high school basketball with the great Boston Celtics star Dave Callens. He was with Charleston this past season and had uh, his first really big successful season in high classification baseball. He's got a good arm. Remember Kenny Reese talking about this fella when he struck him out that night in that uh, wild ball game. He said, I'll tell you, that guy's fastball is pretty live. Mitchell to face Jose Cardinal with the Cubs uh, with a three-run seventh inning chasing Royce and Hernandez here. Still, we're trying to get that final out here at third base, Don Kessinger. Cardinal has had a single that came in the sixth inning, and he scored on Royce's throwing error. Set that one up after he had him at first base with two down, threw over, and threw wide. He went to third, and he scored on a single. And the pitching at the knees, taking strike one. This big guy has uh, committed some big ball games late in the season. The 0-1 pitch, Cardinal fouls back onto the screen, the count of 0-2. Pirates loosening Larry Demery and uh, also Jesse. But as we mentioned, the pitcher will be the second batter to come up in the seventh inning. The Pirates down by two runs. They're forced to go to pinch hitting. The count of on two. The pitch to Cardinal. He is right there. Strike three. Now Mitchell comes on to get the final out. The Cubs, however, take the lead, scoring three runs. On four hits, no errors, one left, and we'll go to the bottom of the seventh inning. The Cubs out in front, five to three. Well, the pitcher is going to be Oscar Zamora with a two-run lead, five to three for Chicago. Tom DeTorey is a pitcher of record now. He has a chance to win this ball game should the Cubs go on to maintain this margin. He won six innings, gave up six hits, three runs. He struck out four, and he walked one. Zamora will face... Paul Popovich as Murtaugh going to the bench. will pinch hit for Tavares. Waiting on deck, Big Dave Parker. Zamora started the season with uh, Denver. And he was 7-5 and five down there. With the Cubs, he is 3-9. and nine. There's been a pretty good relief pitcher. He saved 10 ball games more than anybody in the Cubs there. Popovich pinch hitting, batting at 2-10. Former Cubs. Pitch underway by Zamora. It's down low. Ball one. Zamora throws an off-speed pitch, either a fork ball or the palm ball. Not an overpowering pitcher. Keeps you off balance with a lot of uh, different speeds. Pop foul. Popovich does. And it's back out of play. The count of one and one. On Palm. The gunner, Bob Prince, uh, not feeling well tonight and had to leave during that rain delay. Nothing serious, but Bob uh, down with a bit of a chest cold or something. Tries to get away from this rather wet, cold evening. The pitch by Zamora. Fly ball, right field. Back is Morales on the warning track. He can't get it. It's over his head. Top of it is in it, second with a double. 
He's going to come to third. There's a play there. Here's the throw. Not in time. Triple. Top of it. I'll tell you, that ball fooled me, and I think it fooled the right fielder, Jerry Morales, because it took him a long time to get back there. Looked like a fly ball, a lazy one to right field, but it was hit much better than I anticipated, and a lot better than Jerry Morales did, too. He never got his hands on the ball. It bounced on the warning track right at the base of the wall, and we've got a big hunter at third base, and Dave Parker stepping in. its leaves and get the standing ovation. Paul's got to enjoy that one, being greeted as he goes into the dugout. Former Cub. Jim Marshall wants to come out to the mound to talk to Zamora. They have uh, a couple of pitchers going in the Cubs bullpen. As we mentioned, Dave LaRoche was one of them before, and Marshall's made a lot of changes. Also throwing down there. Number 39, Jim Todd, a right-hand. And they want the left-hander to come on and pitch here. Now, Marshall has probably made more pitching change in a very brief span of two or three months as a manager than most guys will make in two or three years. But he's been trying to find somebody that can do the job from the bullpen. And a fella coming on, as the Cardinals will tell you, probably been the most successful one for them, Dave LaRoche. He'll face Dave Parker, who was announced for Jim Menchel. We're listening Dave Jesse in our bullpen. So Zamora faces one batter, and he gives up a triple. And departs. He didn't retire anybody. LaRoche, the left-hander, comes on to do the pitching. He had been with Minnesota last year had kind of an off season and a matter of fact the start of this season he was sent down to the minor leagues but came back and I think his first appearance was in relief here and pitched three or four good innings he's 6'2", 195 pounder he was acquired for Billy Hands and Joe Decker from Minnesota in the fall of 1972 he is uh, also pitched at California he has a major league uh, total coming into this year of 18 and 10 and so far this year, even on the season, at 5-5 five and five with five saves. He will face Dave Parker, who will stay in the ballgame. The Cubs will play the infield back. They'll give up the run here with Augustine pinch running for Paul Popovich at third. Parker hitting at 296. 286, four home runs, 20, wild pitch, back to the screen. Augustine scores, it's a 5-4 to four ball game. Dave LaRoche's first pitch is a curveball, and it bounced right on top of the plate. Almost went up on top of the screen, kicked off the screen, and no play at the plate at all. Augustine scores, that run of course tries to Zamora. And now LaRoche can wind up. Nobody on base. And a wild pitch towards the run. Now the Bucks are right back into it. Nobody out. Nobody on, and we've got a run in. Cubs lead 5-4. Here's a pitch to Parker. 
It is on the corner, taking strike one. Fastball by LaRoche. The Cardinals have been beaten 3-2, to two, with the Cubs lead here 5-4. to four. Parker loops the left field, but it hangs up. Cardinal makes the play. One down. Pretty well hit ball by Dave, going to the opposite field. Stennett hitless on the night, 0 for 3. Stepping in. He's been shut out in the last two ball games. In with 194 hits on the season. Looked like he was a sure pop to get 200 the way things were going for him in that New York series. But he's tailed off in the last two or three games. Facing LaRoche for his first look at him. 5-4, Cubs lead, Pirates seventh inning. A fastball just inside, ball one. Stennett, in case you're thinking about it, it's hit seven home up. The 1-0 pitch. Rounds it weakly off the left side. Tough play. Kessins are in. Bare hands throws. He didn't get him. Stennett beats the play. A weakly hit ball. LaRoche actually broke his bat as he sawed him off inside. It just got by the mound. And when it got past the pitcher, LaRoche, you knew that Stennett had a good chance to beat the play. He did. Good try by Kessinger. Who barehanded and threw and almost nailed him at first base. Well, the Bucks get the tying run on with one down and heading to the batter to face Dave LaRoche. The pitchers of record in this game currently Tom DeTorrey and Jerry Royce. They have departed, however. Hebner off for three. Fly to center. Fly to left and bounce out to first. Throw to first. Send it back in time. The look at first. The pitch underway to Richie. Just outside. Ball one. Hebner's been through this thing before. Oliver's been through it before. Stodgill's been through it before. Sanguin's been through it before. Then Rennie Stennett has too. Stennett was probably one of the key guys in our big victory in 1971 when the Cardinals made a big run at the Pirates that year, got to within four. But Stennett got the hot bat and carried us for about three or four weeks. Murtaugh picked Pagan for the World Series in place of him, and he got a big hit that won it in the seventh game. But Rennie had a part in that one. Throw to first, Rennie's back in time. I understand we've joined the network in KMOX. The 1-0 pitch, ground ball, weekly to first, fan zone, gets the out at second base, the throw to first, and not in time, Hebner beating the play there. But again, LaRoche came in on the fist, and I think broke the bat of Hebner, hit weekly to fan zone. He got the easy out at second base. Three to six on Stennett. Hebner on it first on the force play. And now Oliver will step in. He got the Bucks going in the fourth inning after DeTorey had not given a hit through three and a third. He opened up with a bunt off the third base side with the third baseman Madlock deep. Laid it down perfectly. Stargell then struck out. Zisk got a single. Sanguin with a high chopper in the infield that Madlock lost in the lights. Drove in a run with an infield single. And then Kirkpatrick doubled off the boards in right field to make it a 3-1 game. But the Cubs scored an unearned run in the sixth. 
and they shelled Royce and Hernandez in the seventh to score three times before Mitchell got the final out. 5-4, Chicago leading. Oliver takes a strike. LaRoche with Minnesota had a 284-run run average and pitched very well in relief two years ago in 72. The Cubs wanted a good short relief man. He didn't fare well last year. Curveball, swing and a miss, strike two. Well, you think they don't play hard in baseball. There are no easy ball games. The Cardinals can tell you that about Montreal. We can, too, and we're finding it out with Chicago here tonight. Last night, the same story. We won by just a run, two to one. The 0-2 pitch, Oliver started to go, but checked off. Curveball moved outside, a ball in two straight. Fans here during the 39-minute rain delay were listening to the Cardinal broadcast. The 1-2 pitch to Oliver, ground ball outside, and it's on the left field. Hebner will hold at second base, just past the diving Bill Madlock in the hole. It's shortstop. That'll bring up. Big Woody Stargill. That hit is a third by Oliver in four times at best. Second hit off LaRoche. The Pirates have picked up one run in this inning very quickly on a triple by Popovich. Pinch hitting off Oscar Zamora over the head of Morales. And then he scored on a, or Augustine pinch running scored on a wild pitch by LaRoche. His first pitch. Now Stargell now with a base hit here can tie it up for the Pirates and if he gets one of his long ones they can move out in front but he's facing a tough left-hander in Dave LaRoche Willie 0 for 2 the pitch by LaRoche swing and a miss back one Stargell's been plagued with a bad knee since Saturday's ball game in New York but continues to play and it's most noticeable when he swings he just doesn't seem to have that same freedom Hebner at second base is the tying run. The Cubs lead 5-4, seventh inning. Willie swings and misses strike two. LaRoche just overpowered him. Willie getting out of there and having trouble as he tries to swing. You can see him flexing that left knee. Zisk is on deck, but LaRoche is only one pitch away from getting Willie out. Starts with out to guard the plate. The 0-2 pitch. It is in the dirt and a good save by young Steve Swisher. Almost a wild pitch. One ball and two strikes on Willie. Mario Mendoza loosening in the Pirate bullpen. He'll be coming on at shortstop. Dave Parker also going down to loosen. Five four, Cubs lead. The Cow one and two in the pitch. He struck him out. Willie goes down swinging. We score one run on three hits, no errors, but a wild pitch and leave two on the bases. Then we've completed seven and the Cubs lead five to four. Baseball now will be brought to you by Joy, nature's high protein food for dogs. Higher in protein, and it still costs less than most other brands. Well, the Pirates go to their fourth pitcher of the night in the very big ball game with the Cardinals losing in Montreal on a home run by Mike Jorgensen in the bottom of the eighth inning with a runner on off Bob Gibson, winning it 3-2. to two. But the Cubs lead here 5-4 to four as we go to the eighth inning. Justice replacing Jim Mitchell. Dave's record, six wins, five defeats. He has saved 12 ball games. 
Dave Parker will bat ninth. Justy is in the ballgame, replacing Willie Stargell in the lineup as uh, manager Danny Murtaugh moving the lineup around a bit. Justy will bat fourth and do the pitching. Parker stays in the game. He will bat ninth. Mendoza goes to shortstop, and I would assume he'll be batting in Tavares' spot. That's the only one vacant. For those changes for the Bucks in left field, Parker and shortstop, Mendoza, and doing the pitching, Dave Justy. The leadoff batter is Bill Madlock. Right-handed batter who has had a single in three at-bats. He's singled a drive and a run in a sixth inning off Royce. The pitch by Justy, and it is in there. Now too low, ball one. Palm ball. The windup on the 1-0 pitch by Dave. It is down low, breaking ball, ball two. This is the first appearance for Justy since that long ball game in St. Louis. He didn't work in the... New York series, a 2-0 pitch by Day, and he's outside, ball three. Crowd getting a bit restless. This season has been one of the most up-and-down emotional seasons that I can ever recall running through. Bob Prince has been 20, through 27 of them, said the same thing. 3-0 pitch, he's in there with a strike. Medlock taken all away. But it's going to go down to the final day of the season, as it did last year. The 3-1 pitch by Justy. Line drive, left field. Parker going back. He misplayed the ball. Stumbles. He dropped it. It's off the wall. And Madlock's in at second base. He's going to try for 3-0. He'll hold there. Parker misplayed the ball. He went to his left, circled around, came back to his right, had the ball in his glove, dropped it. And it's uh, ruled a double. But Dave just misplayed the ball out in left field. Ball was well hit, but it was catchable. Well, the Los Angeles Dodgers have captured the Western Division title as Cincinnati was beaten by Buzz Capper 7-1 in Atlanta. Yeah, the Dodgers will be in the championship playoff series for the National League, whether it's going to be here or in St. Louis. They still haven't determined that. The Cardinals have lost. The Pirates are losing here. And it's going to be wound up tomorrow. A win by the Bucks here would clinch a tie. But we're in trouble. The runner at second base, Morales, the batter. He's had a triple, a double, and a strikeout in three at-bats. The pitch by Justy. It's bunted. Fanny takes a strike one. Missed the bunt. An opening double by Bill Madlock as Dave Parker. Just playing the ball out there. The official score, rolling a double. We're down by a run, five to four. Justy with a lot of time here between pitches, finally gets the sign. Morales was bunting, he isn't now. Bounces off the right side, and it's a tough play. Shoveling on to Justy, the out at third, but the runner moves over. The out at first, rather, but the runner moves over to third. Three to one on the out on Morales, moving Madlock over to third base in Carmen Fanzone. He used to be the batter. 
this guy has hurt the Bucks. He's only hitting uh, 151, but get a pinch hit home run in Chicago against us. Hit a sacrifice fly to drive and run in the second inning, single in the fifth, and was robbed of a base hit in a good fielding play by Stennett in the seventh inning. Justy needs a strikeout here. The infield comes up for the play at the plate again. Stands on a right-handed batter. The pitch by Justy. Low and away, ball one. The Cubs with three runs in the seventh inning chase Royce and Hernandez after a long rain delay and have taken the lead five to four after the Pirates led three to two. The pitch by Justy. Right there, taking track one. Breaking ball by Justy on the corner. Fan zone to right-handed batter. Jim Marshall. Flashing aside from third. Pirates have the infield up. Hebner, Mendoza, Stennett, and Kirkpatrick. Third to first. One down. The 1-1 one, one pitch. A high ball, too. Cubs have been a good run-scoring ball club here late in the season. And Madlock is one of the key reasons. The 2-1 pitch. Right there, strike two. Breaking ball by Jesse. Just threaded the corner on the outside part of the plate. Two balls, two strikes. Jesse needs a strikeout. The on-deck batter is Steve Swisher, the catcher. The infield up. Time called as fan zone stepping out. Justy continues to work from a stretch with the runner at third. The count of two and two, and the pitch underway. Swing on a strike three! <laughs> Justy picks up a very, very big strikeout. He is one out away from getting, getting out of this thing with a runner at third. Following the double... He's got to face Steve Swisher, who's single, to start all the agony for Royce in that seventh inning. Steve Swisher. The pitch by Justy. A five, ball one. The infield deepens. With two down here, and the Cub eights, they lead 5-4. Breaking ball just away. Ball two. And deck batter, Bill Grabarkowitz. Jesse doing some landscaping on the mound. Gets into that familiar pose. The wind-up and the 2-0 pitch underway. Swing and a missed back one. Fastball. Dave that time went to his first really good fastball here in this inning. Worked uh, breaking balls at Carmen Fan's own, but threw the fastball by him. The 2-1 pitch underway, and it is swinging and a miss strike two. <laughs> Justy's been through this thing before since 1970. Every year he's been right on the line with it. 70, 71, 72, 73, and again in 74. It's a different game late in the season. The count of two and two on right-handed Hing Swisher. The pitch underway. Pops him up on in the infield. Playable. 
Kirkpatrick calling for it. The first baseman makes the play, and Jesse gets out of it. No runs, one hit, no errors, one left. We'll go to the bottom of the eighth. The Cubs lead it five to four. The final innings of tonight's ballgame will be brought to you by Pirate Land, by your Pirate Land Chrysler Plymouth Theater, who has immediate delivery on America's number one selling compact. Richie Zisk will lead off the eighth inning, and before he comes in, Rex Clark, 20 seconds for our local station. Now more than ever, the Liberty Tubes are a mess, so now is the time to call on the commuter computer. If you're still trying to figure a way to and from Pittsburgh, have your employer contact the commuter computer to get you moving. The Pirates, in the eighth inning, have Zis Sanguian and Kirkpatrick appears to bat against the left-hander Dave LaRoque. Zisk has had two hits in three at-bats. He got the big hit last night. A pinch hit triple that won it for the Pirates. Two to one. Here's the pitch by LaRoque. And it is a fastball. A ball one. The windup by the left-hander LaRoche underway to Zisk, and it's in there, taking strike one. Ken Frailing and Jim Todd, Frailing a left-hander, Todd a right-hander, throwing in the Chicago Cub bullpen. 5-4, Chicago leading in the Pirates' eighth inning. The pitch, fly ball, right field, playable. Morales will come on to make the grab, one down. I would imagine that Mike Jorgensen isn't the most popular National League player in St. Louis tonight. They kind of like him down here in Pittsburgh. But the Pirates are having troubles here. Try to take advantage of it. As the Cubs lead 5-4. Sanguian with a single, drove in a run in the fourth inning. He's one for three. Kirkpatrick on deck. LaRoche did a job on the Cardinals. Over the weekend, picked up the victory. Saturday, Sanguian, first ball hitting, falls back out of play. And he's trying to do it to the Bucks here on Tuesday night. The season ending tomorrow, the Dodgers already have captured the Western Division title by virtue of Cincinnati's loss tonight in Atlanta. The 0-1 pitch to Sanguian, up high, one ball, one strike. The Yankees are trying to stay alive. They lead Milwaukee two to nothing into the bottom of the eighth inning at Milwaukee. They have to win to go into tomorrow and hope that the Orioles can lose. The one-one pitch, Looper into center field, base hit by Sanguin, fights it off the fist. That is reminiscent of 1971 in the World Series in this ballpark. Many a tough hitter when he goes that way, off the right side or up the middle. Kirkpatrick will not bet. Bobby Robertson's coming on to hit against the left-hander, Dave LaRoche. Jim Todd, a right-hander. Ken Frailing, the left-hander, continuing to throw in the Cubs bullpen. People in uh, St. Louis wondering where Bob French is here tonight. He was at earlier, but... He's come down with a rather heavy call. He departed after the long rain delay. 
Robertson hitting at 226, but he's had the long ball bat again this year. 15 home runs, driven in 46. As a pinch hitter, Robertson has gone 7 for 26. One home run, he's driven in 7 runs. Fastball away by LaRoche, ball one. Sagin at first is a tying run. In a 5-4 game, the Cubs leading with one down in the bottom of the eighth inning. High, the count goes to 2 up. Robertson with those ailing knees had trouble getting away from that pitch. He takes a look at third base coach Rob Skinner on the 2 low count. Harris got a big home run from Richie Hebner in that New York series on a 3-0 count off Tug McGraw. The count of 2-0. Robertson most likely has the green light. The pitch. It is inside. Ball three. The on-deck batter is Mario Mendoza. Batting ninth, by the way, is not the pitcher. It is Dave Parker. Hard Howe in the Pirate bullpen, uh, loosening up a bit. The count of 3-0. See if a redhead has a green light on it. He takes a strike. Three balls and a strike, uh, Bobby. Again, steps out, looks at Skinner down at third. Crowd of just 13,000 on hand for this one. Cold night and a rain delay of some 39 minutes. Sanguian, the tying run at first, the pitch to Robertson. Fly ball, deep to left field, going, going, long gone, home run, Robertson! have come back to take the lead. This is Mendoza's first trip up. Only one out here. And the redhead, Bobby Robertson, does his thing. Fastball inside, ball one. That is the second pinch hit home run by Robertson. And he has driven in nine runs with pinch hit. What a ball game. The Bucks win this one. They clinch a tie for the Eastern Division title. The 1-0 pitch. Down low. Ball two. Robertson, unbelievable statistics. 54 hits. 48 RBI. That's getting production. And Murtaugh dipped into the, the big bag that he has and came out with a right back. 16th home run. His 48th RBI, Robertson. And that's going to be the biggest one of the year. The 2-0 pitch by LaRoche. It is in there at the knees. No. 2-0, ball three. Gunner will send that home run right home to you. The 3-0 pitch. 
He is in there, taken by Mario Strachlund. LaRoche with a 3-1 delivery. He is in there, taking track two. Mendoza started down to first base through the battleway. The pitch was inside, but LaRoche's fastball backs up. Mario generally doesn't say much, and he wasn't arguing on it. Well, the full count of three and two. Parker waiting on deck. The Pirates have the lead, six to five. And if you're looking ahead to the Cubs' ninth inning, I'm sure you are. Down ball on the right side. Grabakowicz makes the play on Mendoza. That retires him two down. The ninth inning for the Cubs, it'll be Grabakowicz, a pinch hitter for the pitcher, and then Rick Mundy. Certainly no soft touches there. Billy Williams hit the big blow for the Cubs with a pinch hit off Royce to give them the lead at that time. Four to three. They got another base hit by Monday and a great throw by Stargell, which turns out to be a big play in this ballgame right now, and he nailed the runner, tried to score from second, Burris, but then Kessinger came up with a triple to score Monday. But that out at the plate is a very big one. It would be a tie game right now. Parker the batter, fly to left field, and he pinch hit, foul, back out of play, strike one. Oh, Torrey no longer the pitcher of record in this game. Dave LaRoche on the hook for it. But the excitement of September has moved into October. Pops him up off the left side. Shortstop Don Kessinger will make the play. And that'll retire Parker. And the Bucks in the eighth inning. But Bobby Robertson with a big home run brings a crowd up to their feet. And listen to this ovation as those Pirates take the field. For the ninth inning, the inning, two runs, two hits, no errors, nobody left. We go to the ninth, three outs away, and the Pirates lead six to five. Dave Justy, under the pressure of trying to get the last three outs of this ball game and guarantee the Pirates a tie for the Eastern Division title. Pete Lecoq is pinch hitting for Billy Grabakowicz. Nobody has moved on deck. Rick Mundy had moved out there. The pitcher, of course, batting ninth. Lecoq, a left-handed batter, hitting at 183 since he came up, has one home run. He's driven an eight. The Pirates playing him straight away and deep. He's a good power hitter, a left-handed batter. The pitch by Justy, and it's underway. And it is a five, ball one. Pirates loosen Juan Pizarro and Larry Demery. Bobby Robertson, of course, at first base, replacing Kirkpatrick. He pinch it for him. A 1-0 pitch by Dave. He is in there, taking strike one. This crowd will come alive on every pitch when it's a good one. One ball, one strike on Pete Lecoq, pinch hitting for Grabakowicz. The pitch underway. Palm ball, swing, and a strike two. Had a way out in front. The Pirates... Lead 6-5 on a pinch-hit home run by Bobby Robertson in the eighth inning. What a whale of a game this has been. Pirates have run through a mess of these in the last couple of weeks. The Cardinal series was great. The one-two pick. Palm ball, fly ball to right field. Not very deep. Zist coming on. Settling under it. Pounds the glove. He's got it. Going down.
Bondi is on deck, but uh, stepping in to bat now is Chris Ward, another left-handed batter. Ward hitting a 2.04, one home run. He's driven in 15. Chris Ward. Time called as Jim Marshall comes down to talk to Shag Crawford. Jesse getting a look at guys that he hasn't seen too much of. Lecoq, now Chris Ward, left-handed batter. Monday waiting on deck. The Pirates lead 6-5. A victory here will give the Bucks at least a tie for the Eastern Division title. A win tomorrow. If they win it here, they can wrap it up. But two big outs to go. Justy gets the sign from Sagian. The pitch to Ward underway. He is up high, ball one, a fastball. Ward has a pretty good eye. He's walked 17 times and struck out only 13. So he puts the ball in play. He's up high, ball two. The crowd getting restless, saying Guillen instead of also. They need to say something to Justy. The pressure of pitching the ninth inning of a ball game is big. And when you get into a game like this, only Dave Justy and guys who have been through it can tell you what it's like. You can't pass the ball off to anybody. The 2-0 pitch by Dave. Swing and a miss, strike one. Well, he was pumping for the home run ball. He fouled it out of the glove of San Guillen. Two balls and a strike, Justy again. Walking off the mound in kind of a trademark of his. And not quite like Gallon Robarski, but a little bit like it. Nobody like Gallon. Six-five lead. One down in the Cubs ninth inning. The Pirates out in front. The two-one pitch underway, and it is down low. Ball three. This kid, as I mentioned, has a good eye. He has walked more than he has struck out. And you see that in statistic sheets. You better know that a guy has a pretty good eye. Justy needs a strike. Can he get it? He didn't. He lost him. Ball four. It's only the second walk of the ball game, and it brings up Rick Mundy. And I don't have to tell you what that means. He has a long ball bat. He has hit 20 home runs, more than anybody in the Cub roster. A left-handed batter to go against Justy. Oliver made a great grab on his ball in the third inning, deep into left center field off Jerry Royce. He made a vacuum job and made it fast. Ward at first base, being held by Robertson. The pitch underway. Foul, back out of play into the press box. Bill Guilfoy. Didn't get a souvenir, but he got a bruise. Strike one. Man, you can... Feel the tension and the pressure building in this thing. Justy from the belt comes to Monday. The pitch is a ground ball to first base. Robertson gets the out at second and the throw to first. Not in time. Two down. But Robertson got that lead man. That's the one he wanted. And a good throw by the redhead. That'll bring up Don Kessinger. The force play going three to six, and Robertson made sure that he got that lead man. Time call. 
There's Don Osborne, I believe, wants to talk to Shag Crawford or the pitcher. I think he wanted to find out if he's all right, because if Jesse covered the bag at first base, this is not going to be an official visit. He wanted to find out if he's okay physically. He wants to cover the bag on the throw from Mendoza. Looked like he came off the bag hard and may have twisted his ankle. I don't know. Apparently all right, but Osborne wants to make sure that. No time to mess around. Kessinger will be the batter. And I think they're going to let him throw. And Crawford telling uh, Jim Marshall that that is not a trip to the mound for the purpose of uh, possibly taking out a pitcher. Well, the game of baseball, one of the charms of this thing is that the clock never runs out. And whoever devised that, Abner Double A or Cartwright, whoever you want to argue about, has the way of a thing going. It's the only team sport that has it. And we're looking at it now. Throw to first, back in time Monday. He's a tying run at first base. Two down. Kessinger the batter. He tripled a drive and a run in the seventh inning off and in. He's batting left-handed. Pitches a ground ball out in front of the plate. Jesse picks it up. He throws on to first. The Pirates put it. A big victory for the Pirates. Listen to this crowd. Jesse being mobbed, and this ball club has really come alive, and Bobby Robertson has run for mayor in this town right now, and the Bucks have won a mighty, mighty big ball game. The Cardinals lost 3-2, to two. the Pirates won it 6-5. to five. Hi, this is your old superstar, Lean Mary Jean, and I'd like you to give a listen to some news from your Chrysler Plymouth dealer that can mean money in your pocket. Thank you, Mary Jean, you're right because money is what this message is all about. Right now, it's year-end clearance time at your Chrysler Plymouth dealers. That means he's tagging every 74 car in stock with a year-end price. Year-end prices on his eight great small car buys, including Valiants, Dusters, and Scamps, America's best-selling line of compact cars. Year-end prices on his mid-sized satellites and full-size Furies and Chryslers. Prices to move them and move them out fast because your Chrysler Plymouth dealer knows it costs him more to keep them than to sell them. So if you have to get the most out of every dollar you spend, and who doesn't nowadays, the place to buy that new car is at your Chrysler Plymouth dealers. You can really clean up on a great year-end deal at your Pirate Land Chrysler Plymouth dealer. Your host has been your Pirate Land Chrysler Plymouth dealer. Well, only 13,000 people are on hand here tonight, but those 13,000 saw a whale of a ball game. The Pirates, for the fifth consecutive year, have been in an Eastern Division title race right down to the wire, and for what they hope will be the fourth year in the last five, will capture an Eastern Division twice. They have clinched a tie tonight with a dramatic win, 6-5, to five, coming from behind with a pinch-hit home run by Bobby Robertson in the eighth inning, with Manny Sanguian on at first base off Dave LaRoche to win it 6-5. Dave Justy came on and pitched the pressure pack. Ninth inning to wrap it up. He picks up the victory. And Justy's record now has moved to 7-5. Uh, and five. Had a very big win, one that he's certainly proud of tonight. Dave LaRoche, the losing pitcher, his record five wins and six defeats. The Pirates, six runs, 11 hits and two errors. The Cubs, five runs, 10 hits and one error. It was a game that was delayed because of rain in the sixth inning for 39 minutes, and that may have taken something away from Jerry Royce. He had a 3-2 lead when the range came with the Pirates at bat. DeTore pitching well, too. 
got the final out in the sixth inning, in the seventh inning for the Cubs. They went right after Royce. Fans own was out on a great play by Stennett, but Swisher singled. Walker Bakowitz and Billy Williams, pinch hitting, rifled the double in the left center field to give the Cubs a lead at that time, 4-3. to three. They got another run, but a great play that really turns out to be the big play in this ballgame, when you look back on it, was a single by Rick Mundy with a runner at second base, Ray Burke. Willie Stargell playing in left field, and you hear a lot about Stargell's ability to hit the ball out of the park and drive and run. But he's a fine defensive outfielder, has a great arm, and his throw to the plate, split home plate, out of Roberto Clemente's kind of throws, and he nailed Burris at the plate for a very, very big out. And if we don't get that out, we're still playing baseball, and who knows? But that throw by Stargell, you can put a circle around that one. It was as big as a home run by Bobby Roberts. Maybe it won't look that big, but... It certainly was a very big play because Kessinger followed with a triple that gave them another run. But Minchel came on, got a very big out with a runner at third, striking out Cardinal. He did a fine job, and Justy came on in the eighth and ninth inning, gave up an opening double to Madlock. Morales moved him over to third. He struck out Fanzone and got Swisher to pop up to first. And Justy did some great pitching in the eighth and ninth inning. But the big inning, of course, was the eighth inning. Well, correct me on that, the 7-2, because Paul Popovich came off the bench and tripled against his teammates to pick up a big run there. But the go-ahead run in the eighth inning, Sangir, after one was out, looped one into center field, fighting it off an inside pitch from LaRoche. And then Bobby Robertson, pinch hitting on a 3-1 pitch, got the green light, and man, with the green light, he hit the red seats in left center field. No doubt about it at all, as the left fielder, Cardinal, just turned and looked, and the Bucks had the lead 6-5, Justy made it stand up. I don't know how many people have been down to see a ball game this year at Three Rivers, but I'll tell you, I don't know what you call it, fan appreciation, but maybe baseball appreciation, because you hate to harp on things like this. A lot of people say they listen to baseball, but I tell you, why don't you come out and see a ball game tomorrow? Because they can capture an Eastern Division title, and it would be the second time they've done it in this ballpark. They did it in 1970 here against the New York Mets, and they have a chance to do it tomorrow. As Jim Rucker, who has been a great pitcher all season long, gets that role, he'll be pitching against Rick Russell, and he is no easy touch at all. The big blow up in Montreal which also came in the eighth inning, a two-run homer by Mike Jorgensen. And I don't know, I guess we'll have to vote him in a full share or something like that. If the Pirates won Not really. But the Pirates got some help up there, and they took advantage of it here. And it shares a lot of character with this ball club, the way they've come back this year. They were 14 games under 500, nine games back. And I think a lot of people wrote them off, but they never wrote themselves out. I think Al Oliver put it pretty well. He said, this ball club's been together since 1970, and they've won before, and they know what it's like to win, and they're going to try and do it again. Well, they'll be back at it tomorrow, and really, if you can make it, come on out. We'd like to have you here. For the Gunner, Bob Prince and Robert, we hope you're feeling better, and I know you'll be on hand for this one tomorrow. And for Radio Rich, for Bill Roberts, our engineer tonight, and for Bill Richards, our producer, and Ellie King, saying so long.